Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of the Prashant podcast. I'm your host Prashant and on this episode I'm analyzing the Euros final played at Wembley by England and Italy. Joining me on this episode are our three wonderful guests. First up we have Stevie OP who's a very huge Liverpool fan. Hi Prashant, I'm so glad to be back. Thank you for having me. Thank you Stevie OP for coming on to the show. I'm excited and I'm delighted to host you today. Next up we have GTOP who's a very huge Ronaldo fan. Hey Prashant I'm really glad to be back. Thank you GT for joining us today and at last we have Mozilla OP who's a very passionate Man United fan. Hi Prashant wonderful to be back here with all of you. Thank you guys for joining the show today. Now Stevie OP in the previous episode you've been rooting for Italy to win the final. Now that they've won how happy are you feeling for them? I was personally on top of the world when Italy won. It has been such a hard four years for them especially after they failed to qualify for the World Cup and I think under Roberto Mancini they have redeemed themselves and with 66% possession, possession of the game I think it is very well deserved that Italy won the Euros. Yes, I don't think there's there would be any doubt that Italy clearly dominated the game. Now coming to GTOP you predicted that England would would win the final with a clear margin but it was not the case can you reflect on the game for us yeah i mean you know talk about classic heartbreaks and you know the thing is we have never won with the italians in our last five meetings and it's been 55 years since we entered into the major into the finals of any major tournament and in fact we entered into a final of a major to- tournament only to extend italy's unbeaten run that was true indeed but very heartbreaking for all the england fans now mozello op how would you think of england and italy going into the world cup i think both of the teams uh, we don't have to take credit to have a young team which is um quite resilient and it is a good england team after quite some time um and we know italy we've seen them play we've seen how uh, incredible they were throughout the entire euros so i guess both of them have they should be feeling uh moving forward so yeah i guess they have um, a good chance in the world cup if they continue playing the way they have been yes both teams have very good potential future and both of them must clearly utilize their young future that they have in their squad now as all three of you have given your suggestions we have made a team of the tournament for the euros now quickly moving on to that in between the sticks we have gianluigi donnarumma who was the man of, man of the tournament and at right back we have kyle walker and his center back pairing would be giorgio kelini and at left back we have luke shaw and his center back pairing would be his manchester united captain harry maguire at center defensive midfield position we have jorginho and on left center midfield we have petri on right center midfield we have paul pogba as a striker we have cristiano ronaldo at right wing we have kiesa and at left wing we have raheem sterling now gt would you like to start with donnarumma first yeah surely i'll go with donnarumma so i mean what can i say he's unsurprisingly the leading goalkeeping talent of this year Yes, uh, clearly is clearly the player of the tournament. I don't have any arguments to that. Uh, with you know, and it's 
his stats has been ridiculous having considered just four goals in seven games with three clean sheets and not to mention the massively important penalty saves that he did versus spain in the penalty shootout and not to mention the massively important penalty saves that he made versus spain in the penalty shootout in the semis and he and he repeated the same exploits in the finals versus england also so i think it has been a great year for him and now he's moved on to psg i think he's having a very promising future and uh, you know what i i guess the italian goalkeeping slash defending legacy is in safe hands no pun intended yes he has a very bright future now that he has signed for psg i think he would be a great competition for keller navas now quickly moving to the left hand side at left back we have luke shaw modular do you, do you wish to reflect on this player yeah um love to talk about shaw i think uh, what we realized about shaw is that he the the one thing that he lacks sometimes is his confidence whether it's because of criticism from ex managers or whatever there's there's always that issue with shaw that when he doesn't have the confidence he doesn't play well but we saw that in the euros he had that confidence and he delivered for england the start might have been a little slow but he continuously improved and he was such an asset for the english team whether it was the early goal he scored um in the finals or the assists he provided he gave england an alternative england wasn't just dependent on its midfield and its attack for scoring goals luke shaw was there uh, passing the passing it to the midfielders or to the attackers and always uh, pushing the ball forward for england and um i think that's what that's why he became such an important part of the english team because aside from re- being a great defender and then also pairing up with maguire who is is his uh, uh you know club counterpart pairing up with him and then also controlling the defense but at the same time being such an asset for the english attack is what uh, i think put him in the position that he is in fact he's i think in the top 5 of the euro players at the euro playing uh, players ranking that's come out so um i think credit to shaw for not letting all of whatever people are saying around him affect him and actually put forth his best performance for england so he definitely deserves to be in this uh, team of the tournament yes mozzarella i'm very glad that you spoke about confidence when you're talking about a player like luke shaw after the arrival of olegana solskjaer at manchester united his confidence has been on very top notch and i think that has been a very crucial element of his success of lately now let's quickly move on to the center back we have kelini the talisman of italian defense stevie would you like to reflect on kelini's performance in these euros Yeah Prashant so Giorgio Chiellini I think was one of the best defenders in the entire tournament so I think the saying form is temporary class is permanent I think is perfect for him because uh in in the 2020-21 Juventus season Bonucci and Chiellini's uh, pairing was a bit disappointing because and a lot of people had a lot of doubts regarding what their performance at the Euros would be like but I think Chiellini showed his class because he made four times the rate of clearances as Bonucci and also three times more tackles so he's a defender's defender who is always winning headers blocking shots and he always has a smile on his face while he's performing such dark arts um so yeah i think we cannot also talk about kelini without bonucci because they have a telepathic connection and as kelini himself said he knows bonucci better than his wife and um also yeah i think when it came to the final match he had sterling and 
Saka pocketed all night and I think that he had a perfect tournament and he's one of the best defenders out there and it clearly shows the fact that Italian defenders are ageless. Yes indeed they are very ageless and now is the perfect time to recollect what Jose Mourinho had to say about Kelly and Kelly. He said that Kelly and Bonucci can go to a Harvard University and deliver classes about how to defend and those statements by Mourinho are very apt and they have been proven by both of them in this tournament. Now Mozilla would you like to talk more about Harry Maguire who we have at center back position? Yes of course um Maguire came into the season um with an ankle injury and everyone thought that he wouldn't be able to perform uh but he shook it off and he um he scored against Ukraine he was such a defensive pre- presence for the English English defense especially um his aerial defending so it wasn't just um the aerial threat his height was such an aerial threat to all of the his aerial presence gave um England an attacking advantage and also a very very strong defense his um there are so many stats out there that talk about his um the fact that he was successful in all of his aerial um defenses when it came to the matches against Germany or even in the finals he was um he was a true asset to the english team and i think the fact that um, a lot of people initially were downplaying his importance or his role in the english um uh, team was kind of uh, proven wrong they were all proven wrong because um maguire was especially against denmark let's remember his performance against denmark it was exceptional because there was no going past maguire that day and um i think with the attack that england had they definitely needed a strong defense and i the four uh defenders that we spoke about today that are part of this team uh did uh definitely help um i mean not four of the Eng- they're two english defenders they did um help the english team a lot yes now you made a very important point that maguire came to the season with a ankle injury which costed man united their europa league title and he has proven his critics wrong by his powerful performances on the field now let us not forget his man of the match performance against germany where in which the, he he had the most duels aerial duels won in that match he has that ability to hold the defense so tight and makes the defense a compact and this has been very helpful for gareth southgate and his team now moving on to right back we have kyle walker the man city defender and we can recollect jose mourinho here as well where he said kyle walker was the best player of the tournament and this is also proven by statistics that walker did indeed cover a lot of distance he was adding that pace element to his uh, play and his crosses were also very beautiful throughout the tournament and because of this england were able to shift play uh faster than other teams and could catch other teams in transitions which helped gareth southgate managed to win against lower block teams now moving on to central defensive midfield we have jorginho stevie would you like to reflect on this player's performance yeah prashant i would love to i think jorginho is one of the best defensive midfielders in the world right now he is italy's deepest midfielder and he's a permanent fixture under roberto mancini's italy he has played 29 out of 34 games for mancini 
कि his position in terms of the game is not as flashy as a striker or an attacking midfielder, but I think he works in the shadows so that the more creative and more expressive players like Insigne and Verratti can flourish. Also, uh, he did the same for Chelsea with N'Golo Kante. I think he's a brilliant playmaker and his penalties are world class. I think he's ice cold when it comes to taking penalties, and the only time he misses is when he doesn't do the little hop before. taking the pen and i think that is when that is why he missed the penalty against england of course in more um, recent news there's a lot of hype and a lot of talk around him winning the ballon d'or i think it is highly improbable or i think a bit doubtful that he'll win it especially with messi's performance for barcelona this season and also not to forget him winning the copa america with argentina but i think jorginho is i think unenviable when it comes to defense so i think jorginho was one of the best assets for italy uh, throughout the tournament now moving on we have at right midfield position paul pogba modrella would you like to reflect on pogba's performance yes prashant i'd love to um as a man united fan it makes it um makes me feel a little bitter when talking about pogba at france because he just comes alive when he's playing for his national team and we don't see that enough uh, at the club but uh, this even though uh, france's um journey in this euros were cut short because of an incredible performance by switzerland but uh, through the matches that they played pogba was dominant in the defense and i think especially when it comes to their match against uh, portugal you got to see how controlling pogba was in the french defense um in the french defense and um even against switzerland his stunner of a goal that he scored um shows goes to show that he is a player of class and he is a player who um is incredibly talented and uh, we've even seen uh, seen that overall his passing accuracy was pretty good um uh, for a midfielder and he he showed all of the critics especially the critics at united who say that he isn't worth the money that we paid for him or he isn't doing enough uh, he showed them that he can do enough now um and that's why it's always uh, a little bit of sweet for me when i watch pogba play and i just wonder why the same energy and the same zeal and the same um efficiency and uh, professionalism isn't there when he comes to uh, to united but uh, we can't take anything away from him he was an incredible uh, midfielder unfortunate for france who going into the tournament were considered as one of the favorites they couldn't pull through but um i guess Pogba deserves to be in this midfield in this uh, team of the tournament because uh, he was a standout performer a standout midfield performer for France and um he, and yeah he has many years ahead of him and if he continues to play like this France also has a great chance in the World Cup that's coming yes it was indeed very heartbreaking to see France eliminate from the Euros at quarter finals and Pogba is very lively at France while compared with Manchester United Federico Chiesa was my fa- is my favorite player in the entire Italian team and throughout the entire tournament sorry GT I didn't say Ronaldo um I think Chiesa the number 14 I think he is one of the best players and one of the best assets of the Italian team because he can conjure anything from thin air when he's on the ball and he's a- he was always attacking from both flanks when it came to the final second I mean the second half of the final So I think he gave Declan Rice a lot of problems and his almost goal I think in the 58th minute 
uh, was a relief to England supporters. I think um, so. Yeah, I, I, he also forced a brilliant save from Jordan Pickford. So Kiesa was a constant threat, always finding ways to bypass Luke Shaw and Declan Rice. So I think he's going to achieve a lot in the coming years because he's incredibly talented, and I, for one, cannot wait to see. After the 85th minute. Mancini made the decision to take Chiesa off. I think that reduced a bit of attacking threat on the side of Italy. So going into the additional time, they had a lot of they had a lot less attacking threat, which was I think a relief to England players as well as England supporters. Initially in the tournament, Chiesa was not in the starting eleven, but whenever he was included in the team or whenever he was or whenever he was subbed on, it became impossible for Mancini and other. and the italian players to ignore his style of play and he is an incredibly talented player and i cannot wait to see what he's going to achieve in the future and yeah i think chiesa was one of the best players in the entire tournament and in italy included yes stevi mancini had to take chiesa at at the 85th minute because of ankle sprain that he was going through but he still put a world class performance and you clearly mentioned that he had declan rice on his feet all the time and that declan rice versus kiesa duel was very fun to watch now moving on to left wing we have raheem sterling the wonder boy for england gt would you like to reflect on raheem's performance throughout the euros Yeah, I mean, uh, surely. But the thing is, you know, Sterling is one of those players who, whom I don't know whether you should be there on the team of the tournament because, uh, and you see, there, there have been better performances than Sterling. Uh, you know, even if you if you take the goals and assist ratios, I, he's not in the charts. In fact, Harry Kane himself uh, is ahead of Sterling. So you can debate whether he should be uh, getting a spot on the team of the tournament. But I think, see, the thing, the fact is. Over Harry Kane or somebody like that, he he deserves it because because you know it's not just about uh, stat padding; it's also about the moments where you come alive. And I think he was very crucial for England even being in the finals. So when you talk about that, I think uh, you know even the controversial penalty that he did, uh, you know, uh, win for England. Uh, that 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 is the moment that a player has to come alive. And from a player like Sterling, we. We, we we need him at moments like that, and he came up came up, and then he took England to the finals. But then again, in the final game, I think it I think it would be a you know a fair way to say that he was disappointing. Uh, but I don't know. Overall, if you see and see, I I cannot personally you know make a strong case for him because I don't support him being here. But uh, when compared to any other player, I think yeah, he deserves the spot. Yes, you clearly mentioned that when moments. are at stakes to be grabbed it's players who show up who make the difference now you also mentioned that rahim did not have a good finals outing and this is where gareth south southgate had to make a very important decision but he still continued to play with sterling and this proved to be very costly for england in the later stage of the game now gt please reflect ronaldo's performance for us uh, throughout this tournament we know that he has been heartbreakingly eliminated from the euros very early than what the fans expected but the stats are there the performance is there but there still has been a lot of criticism over his uh, performance as a whole throughout this tournament would you like to add your in- interpretation to this 
yeah yeah i live for moments like this see the thing is uh, <laughs> about a player like ronaldo first of all i think it is absolutely ridiculous on the part of uefa that they did not consider ronaldo to be in the team of the tournament and to take lukaku instead of ronaldo there was outright funny because see if the decision was based on how far in the tournament you got your team into i would say that portugal the very by virtue of portugal playing anything after that after being in that group of death was because of this man called ronaldo there would no there would be no other chance that portugal would be playing anywhere after the group of death now basically i'll just i'll just give you why ronaldo should be in the team of the tournament think about the talent pool in belgium you know they they are the nationally ranked they are according to fifa they are nationally ranked as number 1 team and that rank is not simply given it's given because of the because of the great talent that is in the belgium team you know lukaku has such a great supporting cast behind him now i know what the argument is going to come is that uh, portugal has a great team in itself yeah of course they do we talk about diego jota then we talk about bruno fernandes or we talk about ruben dias but let me tell you how has jota how has bruno and how has dias played in this tournament diego jota was half the man he was playing for uh, liverpool and bruno fernandes what a great season at manchester united he was nowhere to be found on the field for portugal in fact his playing was so miserable that he did not even make it to the starting uh, 11 as the tournament progressed you know that that those are facts those are facts we need to face the only player i can uh, you know deserving to be taken uh, by name next to ronaldo would only be renato sanchez what a great performance what a great career comeback for him and let me talk about that defense you know uh, go back to the game versus germany 4-2 how did that 4-2 come about let me tell you how it came about two on goals shambolic defending that is the problem See, when we are talking, and who brought them back from all this? A man with five goals. Now I know what's going to come up next. That is that three of these five goals were penalties. Let me just tell you this. Forget, forget everything that has happened in this tournament. Just talk. Just let me just talk about penalties for one minute. In this tournament, there is a record that this tournament has awarded the highest uh, penalties in all of the Euros that has been conducted. now there is another record for this tournament it also has the most number of missed penalties so now we are talking about man who has been given three penalties and he has converted 100% conversion rate three out of three penalties taken three out of three penalties scored now you go back and now let me tell you why penalties are important tell me how it leads in the final was it not a penalty shootout that decided it tell me how the entire fate of the tournament was decided was it not a penalty shootout that decided it and let me tell you how poorly the penalties were taken in this tournament think about the very final itself the score was just 3-2 that means the pe- pressure is so maximum when you take a penalty i would never say that penalty is one of the easiest aspects of this game in fact it is not even my top 5 easiest aspects of this game because penalties let me tell you when the pressure is highest and when the lights are brightest only the greatest can thrive and such a great man is ronaldo because you can see so clearly the 100% conversion rate when your entire country is depending upon you how did one of the most favorite team get knocked out of this tournament how did france get knocked out was it not a penalty shootout that decided their fate was it not one of the person we pegged to be the generational talents who missed a penalty See, that's the problem with uh, pressure, and only great people thrive in pressure. So I think it was absolutely ridiculous, and I don't have any justification of why UEFA did not consider to include Ronaldo in the team of the tournament because I see no other better player in this team of the tournament. If Ronaldo was to go ahead with a with a fully functional uh, Diego Jota, with a fully functional Bruno Fernandes, and uh, obviously uh, Cancelo had to go back because of his uh, COVID testing. So yeah. So finally, I'll rest my case with a small, simple fact. 
okay talking about penalties and why penalties why some people who think they know ball tell that penalties are not as crucial or are easy aspect of the game just go back 5 years go to 2016 how did one of the greatest players of all time you know just recently had a historic mile mark by lifting uh, his first national trophy you know he could have actually crossed that 5 years ago how did that not happen because he skyrocketed his penalty in his final i know we all know whom we are talking for see that is why penalties are one of the most pressure aspects of this game and i don't think any player should be criticized for taking them much less for scoring thank you thank you stevie gt and mozella for joining me on this episode it was very delightful on my part to host you guys today and i wish to host you further in the upcoming episodes